Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wednesday, July 29th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 213 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. As we just said, of course, to talk about everything going on in the world of pop culture. Of course, primarily now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, music and Music, movies, and TV, of course, as you know, we have a brand new show that will be showcasing the sports part of it, so we won't be talking about sports right here that much. We'll talk. We'll still talk some sports, but uh, uh, we'll have, we have a new one coming up here, and we'll talk more about that here, of course, during the show. Also, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, getting prepped here for, of course, for a big night of wrestling action. Uh, we'll, we will be hearing from, of course, our other guy, from our are some of our main guys here, of course, coming up here uh, a little bit later on here this evening. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I'll be bringing you, of course, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com, some of the latest pop culture stories, of course, coming out, like we said, the world of music, of course, also movies, TV, uh, <clears throat> and so forth. Um, of course, all just all around there. Uh, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you, of course, up to date here on any, of course, latest wrestling news tidbits. Of course, a lot of this, I'm sure, will be reported a little bit later on on WCWS Wrestling Debate and also, of course, WCWS Revolution, of course, a little bit later on in the evening. However, if you care to chime in on anything and everything that we're planning on talking about here this evening on 213 of Outside the Ropes, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. Phone number, as always, of course, is one 605 Five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one four one three eight seven pound. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you noticed the opening, our opening theme here. Of course, as you remember, it was of course the uh, theme song that was used on the show. Of course, live with Regis and Kathy Lee. 
from 1996 to the year 2000, up until, of course, when Kathy Lee Gifford uh, decided to leave the show to pursue other endeavors. Of course, we play that, ladies and gentlemen, as our and as WWS Radio Network continues to offer, of course, our condolences, thoughts, prayers, and our tribute to the one and the only Regis Philbin. Of course, as you know, we lost Mr. Philbin uh, this past weekend here at the age of 88 due to, of course, natural causes. We, of course, are respecting the privacy, of course, of, of Mr. Philbin's family, of course, but we are saying, of course, given sending out our love and thoughts and prayers on, of course, <clears throat> on, on, on to his family, of course, um, as, of course, we honor, of course, this gentleman who brought a lot of great, great moments here, of course, you're talking to everybody under the sun from Joy Bishop to Don Rickles to David Letterman to Jay Leno, uh, of course, being on shows, everything, like I said, Jay, uh, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, um, of course, David Letterman, um, like I said, uh, the view, um, um, there was, there was a lot, of, a lot of stuff here, of course, even, of course, co-hosting his morning show, of course, also after Kathy Lee left with the one and only Kelly Ripa. And of course, she has continued that, of course, that, that, that tradition, of course, here as well. Uh, of course, I uh, had a 60 plus year career, ladies and gentlemen, very outstanding, of course, holds several records in the Guinness World, Book of World Records. But, of course, a true legend, a true entertainment icon, and a man who helped put entertainment on the map, ladies and gentlemen, of course, will be sorely missed, of course. As we said, of course, one and only Regis Philbin sadly passing away at the age of 88 years old. Of course, our thoughts and prayers are still with Mr. Philbin's family here tonight. Let's go ahead and get underway, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> and, of course, thoughts will be, uh, will be, of course, considered as, as possibly using this as maybe the the main theme for, of course, our show outside the ropes here, of course, every Wednesday night. But, of course, we'll, we'll do some talking about that. I think it sounds good, and I think we might we might use that. But we'll do some talking, and we'll let everybody know about how we how we will proceed here, of course, here with that. Course. And with no disrespect intended to, of course, like the great success that, of course, Mr. Philbin's morning show did bring to everyone. Um, he impacted so many people, so. But like I said, we'll, we'll keep everybody apprised of that situation. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, it's 6.40 p.m. Let's go ahead and get right to it as we, of course, go to, <clears throat> as we go to, of course, uh, of course, bring you some of the latest uh, entertainment, uh, latest uh, entertainment uh, and, of course, pop culture news, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com, which, by the way, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, including, of course, in addition to Outside the Ropes, of course, WWS This Morning, as well as Power Hour, uh, uh, Raw, uh, Raw Radio, as well as, of course, Revolution and Wolfpack. Uh, our first story tonight, ladies and gentlemen, has is kind of a pop culture slash wrestling uh, story here. Um, um and this time, no, ladies and gentlemen, it does not feature Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So you can you can rest assured, of course, they're on that. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Thomas brings us our first story tonight. As, of course, the show called The Big Show Show uh, is to be part of the Netflix comedy crossover event. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, 
The Big Show's Netflix comedy series is teaming up with several other Netflix shows for a crossover special next month. Netflix has announced that The Big Show show will be part of Game On, a comedy crossover event which will premiere on the service on August 10th. The WWE Star Center series, which premiered in April, will join Mr. Iglesias, Family Reunion, and Ashley Garcia, Genius in Love, as part of the crossover. According to ET Online, show will appear on Mr. Iglesias uh, uh, while, while, of course, uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, a local WWE fan, will appear on the big show. Show the sites note that it's all fun and games on a crossover event as our favorite characters share the screen for some friendly competition. Of course, the big show did say this on his Twitter account, of course, at WWE, the big show. He says, I've competed in matches against some of the best athletes in the world, but on August 10th, it's Game On. Of course, Game On, a comedy crossover event streams August 10th on at Netflix. At Netflix is a joke. Hashtag the big show show. This was posted at 1.23 p.m., of course, this afternoon. So we can't wait, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to see. Of course, for you, those who have Netflix, be sure to check that out. Coming up, like I said, on August 10th. <coughs> Our next, sorry about that. Our next story, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what we have here. Uh, Jeremy Thomas, of course, is on fire here as Jordan Peele and Issa Rae, or Issa Rae, forgive me if I mispronounced that name, are teaming up for a sci-fi horror film entitled Sinkhole. So, any, of course, uh, horror fans out there, you might want to listen to this. Jordan Peele is lining up his next film, and it's a team up with Issa Rae for a sci-fi horror film that has a distinct, distinct, distinctly Pet cemetery like feel. Deadline reports that the Get Out director and the creator of Insecure are partnering for Sinkhole. Universal has landed the film in a low seven-figure deal, beating out 10 studios and several talent filmmaker teams for the rights to their short story by Lena Crowe, as that's now being adapted. Sinkhole is being described as a thought-provoking genre movie that engages with questions of female perfection and identity. The story centers on a young family that moves into its dream home despite the gaping sinkhole in the backyard. The mysterious sinkhole managed to fix broken and destroyed things. However, the story asks, what if that thing is a person? Ray will produce with her... Issa Rae Productions partners Matrell McKay and Sarah Rustuggy, alongside Monkey Paws Peel and also Wynn Rosenfeld. Universal Senior Vice President of Production Sarah Scott will oversee the film for the studio. Crow wrote the story set in Spokane, where she grew up, and was inspired to write the film based on a project by local writers to write short stories based on the theme of I Married a Monster. According to Deadline, Crow wanted to explore the notion of female perfection and was particularly interested in the way society and cultures can promote the concepts of women as imperfect or broken. Her story has the trappings of a grounded psychological sci-fi horror, but the subplot is a commentary on the human condition through the lens of female identity. So we can't wait, of course, to see what... uh, how this movie will, of course, uh, pop up here. Hopefully, it like will be coming up, and we'll let you know if we have any more. Uh, in um, we have any more, of course. Uh, um, if we have any more, of course, updates about that, about that when that comes out. 
Uh, <clears throat> we go back to, of course, another Netflix story here. Jeffrey Harris comes comes in here to us as Netflix are bringing, of course, classic sitcoms Moesha, Sister, Sister, and more to the service between August and October. All right. So classics are making a comeback, ladies and gentlemen. Very good indeed. Netflix's strong black lead Twitter account has announced that a number of classic TV shows will be joining the streaming services lineup in August, September, and October. You can, of course, see the preview video and full list of shows that are joining the Netflix lineup, of course, on this page. Joining Netflix in August are Moesha on August the 1st and seasons 1 through 3 of The Game, which will be on August the 15th. September the 1st, we'll see the release of Sister, Sister, and Girlfriends will launch on September 11th. October, we'll see the release of The Parkers on October the 1st, Half and Half on October 15th, and One on One on October the 15th. Uh, of course, uh, from the strong black lead uh, Netflix Twitter account here, it's posted at 11 a.m. here this morning. Time to pop bottles. The following classic shows are coming to at Netflix. As we said, Moesha on August the 1st, seasons 1 through 3 of The Game on August 15th, Sister Sister on September 1st, Girlfriends on September 11th, uh, The Parkers on October the 1st, Half and Half on October the 15th, and One on One also on October the 15th. Uh, of course, one of the uh, ladies from the show Girlfriends, of course, um, to actually celebrate this, she wanted to pass along the message here. So we have a few moments. Let's go ahead and listen to this message. Joan, Tony, Maya, and Lynn. Go home, Roger. Are you ready for the football? Motivate. the I am so excited to announce some really incredible, super exciting news. One on one. Half and half. The Packers. Sister, sister. Moesha. The game girlfriend. It's coming to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I am beyond humbled and honored at how much the fans continue to arrive on the show years later and how it's made a huge impact on the culture. These shows change the face of television as we know it. And it helps with for black creators, both in front and behind the camera. It has provided us with being able to be in the homes of uh, people worldwide. I could use some laughs right about now. A little buddy over at Strong Black Lead told me that you guys have literally been asking for these shows for like years. Years, like in years. Now, people all over America, as many watch their favorite shows, they relive their favorite moments. Like Joan. Surprising William in his new house, and I was dressed up as Spider Man, and I was hanging from the ceiling swinging. Like the one where Brianna and I are wearing the same matching pink outfits that say cutest couple on the butt. All the crazy moments between Dee Dee and Phyllis. The time freestyle unity showed up to a clown funeral and performed a very special and unconventional tribute. I'm dancing and emphasizing. I'm dancing and emphasizing. Lindy. On Joan's couch, on Maya's couch, on Tony's couch, the music is touching, which I don't think of, but it happened. Like when Jason and Kelly had Bible study at their house, even though they knew nothing about religion. All the time when Lisa had her own 
fashions by Lisa Carter from Ball, which of course was out some So it's they're making a comeback, and of course, glad to see a lot of these, glad to see a lot of these uh, great shows. Of course, making a comeback here. Of course, as we said, they're coming back here, starting. Of course, I believe coming up this weekend, and of course, they'll be going, of course, through, of course, uh, several dates in September, and also several dates in October. Uh, so we can't wait to see that. So of course, if you're fans of these shows, you have Netflix. You're in for a treat. There you go. Uh, okay, as we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, our next story here we got here for you, uh, coming up, that came out yesterday by Jeremy Thomas. As Universal and AMC announced deal to shorten theatrical window to as few as 17 days before uh, a PVOD, or yes. Remember how Universal and AMC were at war a couple months ago? Well, yeah, that's over with now, and they've reached a landmark deal that will drastically shorten theatrical windows. Deadline reports that Universal and AMC have announced a new multi-year agreement that will see Universal and Focus Features play their films at AMC theaters for a 17-day exclusive theatrical window, after which Universal has the option to make the films available on PVOD platforms. The deal comes just three months after AMC reacted to Universal's comments about Trolls World Tour success with a shot across the bow announcing that going forward, AMC will not license any Universal movies in any of our 1,000 theaters globally. If Universal chose to move forward with the idea of potentially releasing some of its films day a day between VOD and theatrical, the deal, which is strictly between AMC and Universal, drastically cuts the windows down from the 90 days that is typical. 18 days allows for the first three weekends, which is when most films make nearly all their money. Deadline reports that big box black box office hits citing examples like Get Out, Jurassic World, and the Fast and the Furious franchise, will not be pulled and will likely live out the full theatrical run to gross maximum profits. The deal will not will be will be followed up, excuse me, with talks about international distribution agreements in countries served by ANC, such as Europe and the Middle East. <clears throat> Deadline reports that rival distributors are calling it seismic and one and one studio expects to see other studios Start reaching similar deals with AMC, with AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. So why is this happening? As AMC Theaters head Adam Aaron says, AMC enthusiastically embraces this new industry model, both because we are participating in, in the entirety of the economics of the new structure, and because premium video on demand creates the added potential for increased movie studio profitability, which should in turn lead to the green lighting of more theatrical movies. Translation, AMC will be getting a cutoff of the PVOD uh, revenue. How much is not yet known, but it is a middle ground that is getting one of the, one of the major theatrical chains to back off their extremely hardline standpoint regarding release windows. Universal's tra traditional windows for electronic sell-through digital purchases and non-premium VOD will remain the same. The move is likely to result in some big changes 
in the theatrical industry, which has struggled to keep up with the rise of streaming services and other aspects that make home, home viewing the option of choice for many moviegoers. And of course, a lot of this, of course, you know, been going on ever since, of course, the situation with the pandemic, obviously. So, so I mean, a lot of things have pretty much kind of, kind of uprooted um, a, a lot of stuff here in recent mem recent memory. <clears throat> For those who, of course, are fans of the show Star Trek Discovery, if you remember that, of course, on CBS All Access, uh, Jeremy Thomas has this story that came out yesterday. Star Trek Discovery sets an October premiere date for the third season. The third season of Star Trek Discovery has a release date at least being set for October. CBS All Access has announced that the show will return for its third go, go on October 15th. The third season is just one of many Star Trek shows on the way. Paramount is releasing the first season of Star Trek Lower Decks, an animated comedy from Mike McMahon, who did Rick and Morty, on August the 6th. Also releasing as an at an un, at, at an as yet unrevealed point is is the Discovery spinoff Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, as well as of course season two of Star Trek: Picard. The new season will pick up with with the crew of the Discovery landing into an unknown future far from the home they once knew. Now living in a time filled with uncertainty, the USS Discovery crew, along with the help of some new friends, must work together to restore hope to the Federation. It will star Sonequa Martin-Green as Commander uh, Michael Burnham, Doug Jones as Commander Sarah, Anthony Rapp as Lieutenant Commander Paul Stamets, Mark Mary Wiseman as Ensign Sylvia Tilly, Wilson Cruz as Dr. Hugh Colbert, David Alea as Cleveland Book Booker, and Michelle Yeoh as Filipina Giorgio. So we'll we'll see how this all will turn how this will all turn out here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, like I said, it's set to come out in the middle of October. Let's hope, like I said, it does not get delayed by anything, of course, regarding the uh, um, anything else going on with the pandemic. <clears throat> Our next story here came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. As Vinnie Jones is saying that Brett Ratner dissolved his role as the evil juggernaut from the movie X-Men The Last Stand. I'm sure everyone does remember that, that movie there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, if you don't like how the juggernaut was portrayed in X-Men The Last Stand, you're in good company. Vinnie Jones, who played the character, feels the same way. <clears throat> Jones spoke with CBM for a new interview and discussed his experience filming the movie, which he was cast into by Matthew Vaughn before Vaughn exited and was replaced by Brett Ratner. Jones said that the version of Juggernaut that he signed on for was very different than what Ratner chose to make him, saying, I love the role, but hopefully you can pull it off effing right here, mate. I basically got mugged off. Matthew Vaughn signed me up, and it was a great role and a great script, and Juggernaut was a great character. I signed up for three of them. And I will show you how serious I was about it. Brett Ratner basically dissolved the character. I was in my effing trailer half the time. It's one of the most disappointing jobs I've, I've, I've been on as far as you know. What am I doing here? He continued, I was I was in my effing trailer half the time. It's one of the most disappointing jobs I've ever been, been on as far as you know. What am I doing here? It wasn't the same juggernaut as I signed on for. They took his storyline away. They, they'd taken his character away, his dialogue I had two big meetings with Brett about it. He said, yeah, yeah, it's coming. The writing stuff for you as we speak, and it never happened happened. Disappointment-wise, that was probably one of, the, one of the biggest. What's upsetting is some of the fans blame me. It was effing nothing to do with me. 
that role. I didn't sign up for the juggernaut you saw was not the juggernaut I signed on for with Matthew Vaughn. I'll tell you that now. It upset me. I know what it means to the fans, and I felt like I was a bit of a scapegoat as no one ever told my side of it. Nobody ever stood up and said, hold on a minute. We completely whitewashed Vinny's character. Basically, I was an extra. That's how I felt. I was gutted, to be perfectly honest. The Last Stand remains one of the most hated in the franchise among fans and critics, ranking in the same vicinity as the likes of X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men Apocalypse, and, of course, last year's Dark Phoenix. It was probable not, not the runaway hit that X-Men and X2 were, in part due to it being roughly double the budget of X2 at $210 million. Of course, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, of course, whenever you get, uh, whenever, whenever, of course, a new director comes in and decides that he wants to change the character, you know, that that's obviously, that's, that's obviously going to happen here. Uh, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently here, we're trying to, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we are still online here. Yes, we are, we are still here. I'm not sure what's going on with the page for 411 Mania here, but, uh, we're trying to get it all, we're trying to get it all situated here. I mean, I know we have had some cloud activity, um, here, of course, here over WSWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. And, uh, <clears throat> and we're hoping, of course, hopefully that will. Um, and uh, it looks like our internet is working fine. It's just that we, I think we're just having some sort of difficulty trying to uh, trying to get trying to get, of course, a little bit established here. So we're not sure uh, we're not sure what's going on here with this. So. Uh, we're going to try to access, ladies and gentlemen, if you could stand by for just give us one second here. We're going to possibly have to possibly boot up 411 Mania on another on another uh, outlet here. Because apparently, ladies and gentlemen, it, it seems that our main computer here is not giving us what we, is not, of course, cooperating with us right now. Um, sometimes, you know, this could be, of course, a lot due to, of course, losing the internet connection, but obviously, of course, there might be other, there might be other, of course, uh, there might be other reasons why I believe this is the case. Um, let's see, we were planning on bringing you some more pop culture stuff here, but it looks like, of course, um, we're just this has a little difficulty here in trying to get everything here um, pretty much posted. So what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is we'll go ahead and proceed, of course, to our wrestling portion, of course, of our show here. Uh, in the meantime, let me go ahead and give you this information here. It is, of course, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, on Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. This is, of course, episode 213 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Mr. WCWUS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Of course, getting prepared here for what's going to be a pretty big time night here, of course, of Wrestling Talk. I will go ahead and go ahead and give you a quick uh, rundown here. First off here, ladies and gentlemen, we will go ahead and let you know that coming up at, in about one hour, uh, 
be sure to catch WWS Wrestling Debate 139-925-POUND. After Madness Kingdom will, of course, come on to discuss, of course, AEW and NXT. Also discuss what took place, of course, this past Monday on Raw. Uh, what they think is going to happen here, of course, on uh, SmackDown. Uh, of course, uh, discussing all the other wrestling and wrestling, sports, and other entertainment news, of course, of the day. Uh, they'll definitely throw it out there all here on the table. Of course, primarily, ladies and gentlemen, the number one thing, obviously, of course, being having to do with wrestling. But, of course, there'll be a lot of, uh, there'll be, of course, a lot of, uh, there'll be a lot of stories. Uh, <clears throat> um, there'll be a lot of stories here, of course. Um, um, of course, coming up here on Wrestling Debate here, so be sure to check that out at 8 o'clock. Also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget episode 866 of Revolution tonight at 9 o'clock, of course, 138055-pound. We'll give you, of course, our official results, of course, about AEW and NXT. We hope to get a report here from the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Of course, he was not feeling well. Uh, he stayed on for a majority of the show last night, but due to, of course, certain circumstances, he had to leave us here before he had an opportunity to give us his thoughts and opinions about what happened about what happened Monday night on Raw. So hopefully we may get a chance to hear from him about that here tonight. Uh, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have some other fun stuff here with some other wrestling talk and uh, <clears throat> and so much more here. So be sure, of course, to listen in on that coming up here. Uh, coming up here at nine o'clock, of course, one three eight zero five five pound, of course, for episode eight sixty six of the Mothership Revolution coming up here, of course, here in the WWUS radio network, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and we'll just go ahead and get you, of course, um, get you, of course, up to date here with several, of course, wrestling stories. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Uh, one story here, of course, here that uh, just, just caught my attention here came out today from Jeffrey Harris as apparently a research firm slams WWE's creative problems. WWE TV rights fees will decline if ratings does not improve. So Vince McMahon might need to be watching, look at, listen, reading this and thinking about this carefully. Lightshed Partners, a technology, media, and telecommunications research firm, released an analysis on WWE stock this week, of course, through PW, this is through PW Insider. According to Lightshed's analysis, WWE media and TV rights are going to decline if the company is not able to improve its ratings soon. This means WWE might soon lose the level of its rights fees with broadcast partners, USA Network, and also Fox. The report took WWE to task for its recent creative issues and failure to create new top-level superstars. Lightshed Partners, a top technology, media, and telecommunications research firm based in New York City, released a deep analysis on WWE stock, of course, yesterday, citing their belief that unless WWE turns their television ratings around, the company will not be able to maintain the level of rights fees they currently receive from NBC Universal and also Fox. Lightshed's analysis notes that WWE creative issues were at the center of WWE's problem. The report stated that the following on WWE's creative issues. Now listen to this very carefully, ladies and gentlemen. COVID or no COVID, creative appears to be at the center of the issues. Vince McMahon has acknowledged things that, not acknowledged that things need to change multiple times. 
However, while that there have been short-lived experiments, the content appears to, to continuously return to a similar formula under his absolute control. McMahon went so far as to hire creative heads for Raw and SmackDown a year ago, with Paul Heyman heading Raw and Eric Bischoff heading SmackDown. Neither are in their roles a year later. Bischoff was fired after four months on the job, and Heyman was relieved before his last month. The role is now consolidated under Bruce Pritchard. The analysis blamed also blamed WWE having a problem in an inability to create new superstars, with the report noting that WWE has not had high-level superstars in recent years. While Roman Reigns became close in star power, he still wasn't on the same level as talents from past eras. The report still added, more broadly, there really has been very little younger talent that have broken through at all on their way to replenishing even the middle level of stars in the men's division. This has made the company multi-absentee stars been in bringing back even older wrestlers such as Goldberg and The Undertaker. This, that is a band-aid, not a long-term strategy. The analysis also put blame on Vince McMahon, removing Paul Heyman from power as executive director of Raw. Knowing that Heyman was trying to build up new talent, however, after Heyman was removed, WWE refocused on established talent, a strategy which Lightshed says didn't work. The report said Raw's focus has again shifted more heavenly to much more established stars. It has not worked. As we mentioned, viewership declines are accelerating again. Additionally, the report says WWE does have does have time before TV rights will be negotiated again, so there is time for the company to rebound and recover. Triple H, of course, also known as Paul Levesque, was cited as a person who could help steer the ship back in the right direction. The report also stated a longer-term approach, even if ratings return more slowly, is probably the right prescription. Regarding the WWE Network, Lightshed stated, We still believe those companies that, that can have direct-to-consumer relationships are far better, more better off in the current media ecosystem. Admittedly, though, we have grown more skeptical of the network with time. and It might just be that the WWE doesn't have the DNA to be great at DTC, uh, grow it far beyond what it is today. So, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like that uh, it does appear that uh, that, like I said, what we have been saying in the network, of course, here has been, of course, pretty much um, has been pretty much here, of course, uh, um, what has been what has been the case here all along. That apparently, like I said, WWE has been struggling, and of course, there have been. Of course, obviously, Vince McMahon and possibly the, uh, the creative team here, of course, have been at the center of pretty much all of it. Uh, so so apparently Vince McMahon here, now it looks like he's been put on notice here that if he does, doesn't, of course, continue to improve and all that, he's going to start uh, he's going to start losing, like I said, a lot of things here coming up here, uh, coming up here, of course very very soon indeed now i think we got back up here of course to our system here of course at wwshq um we still of course are hearing a little bit of, of course of thunder and lightning activity but we hope of course like i said this will pass on enough of course for us to go ahead 
and we'll get you these last few wrestling stories here before we cut out here for for the night here. And of course, I'll be back on with Revolution at nine o'clock. So I'll be I'll be back, and hopefully, this weather situation will kind of calm down a little bit by that. Right. Let's go ahead and see what we have here. Of course, uh, and of course, like I said, some of the stories, of course, that we have up right here, also, of course, also courtesy of 411 Mania here as well. Um, Joseph Lee brings us this story here as Cody Rhodes says that there is no heat on Gallows and Anderson at all in AEW. So let's so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and read this right here. Earlier this month, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson spoke about heat they had with AEW for negotiating with the company in 2019, only to sign with WWE. They later clarified that their relationship with the Young Bucks is okay and even appeared on being the elite. In an interview with ESPN, Cody said that there is no heat on the tag team from AEW, saying that business is business. Here are some of the highlights. On possible plans for a third hour of Dynamite or a second AEW series, uh, <clears throat> I believe this was Cody saying this, I think probably in four to six weeks I'll have a firmer answer on that. That's still very much the case. The format of that show might be different. It might rely on the production we have in place already. It might not. I know we've got all kinds of different plans converging on what we want. The goal of what the third hour would be is to showcase a different crop of talent from AEW. It's very hard when you have this much talent and you only have a single weekly show. It's hard to keep people in the mix. As a wrestler, it's even hard to train for it. The mm -hmm. only way to train for wrestling is still wrestling. It's been an adjustment even without the pandemic. On dream opponents for the TNT Open Challenge, Cody says, it depends on the type of dream you're having. To be fair in your line of questioning, I'll give you two answers. One is from our world. I'm surprised MJF hasn't knocked on the Open Challenge door. I'm surprised we haven't revisited that. That's one that I'm legit chomping on the bit as a performer and competitor to do again. And then off the top of my head, someone from outside our world, there's maybe two guys I hear a lot about. One of them is my good friend Ethan Page of Impact Wrestling. I've, I've kind of watched his uh, glow up continue. He maybe, does, he maybe doesn't have the God-given talent, but just absolutely will outwork you and will continue to grow up, glow up, and mature, which is the key if you're going to make wrestling your life's work. Another guy is current NWA champion Nick Albus. That guy and I, we, we couldn't be any father from friends. But there's this, this natural bit of respect between us because we did do the, the, the two NWA matches and they, and they did have a really warm following. The match at All In, that was one of my favorite moments of my life as a wrestler. And we never finished it. We were one and one. And I, now Jasmine, this, you opened up a can of worms. I also have split wins with Kenny Omega. That's somebody as well. I could see that stepping up for the, I could see that stepping up for the open challenge. On the possibility of Henry Kido in AEW. Uh, Cody says, I like Henry a lot, only because he's seen what our family looks like backstage and behind the camera. He's somebody who was very intriguing. If he had any interest in it, I think he is a, I think this is a company I feel very confident we could, we know what to do. Pro wrestling is vastly different from combat sports and mixed martial arts and UFC, but there are some people who can blend the lines a little bit. There are people here with combat sports experience and have that under their belts. They can find that really hard element <clears throat> where it works as a pro wrestler. I love, I'd love to see Henry in the ring. I really, I really would. I love to tag with Henry. I think he's great. He's a former Olympic gold medalist. I think he's, 
It's very important to me that we have a real sports broadcast. I know that, that there are a lot of very meta and very silly things on our show as well. That's the part of the buffet. But when, I, when I'm going out there and stepping each other to high heaven and bearing the hell out of each other, beating the hell out of each other, I like the sports side of it. I want to strengthen that, much, uh, uh, that as much as we can as a company. On if AW is interested in any free agents, I think there are two, and Cody said, I think there are two free agents that we are on a lot of people's radar, that be, one being Miro, of course, formerly Rusev, and also Matt Cardona, who was Zack Ryder. Obviously, those free agents should be on any radar. They have literally drawn money. They have TV experience. They have high-profile experience. They have locker room experience. The pros heavily outweigh the cons. Those are two great free agents. I'm not going to go as far to say that I've, if I had to sign anybody, those would be the two I would sign. But I think they're great free agents. I think if they have the passion for pro wrestling, they're going to continue to succeed. Here's the trick. We only have a two-hour show, and a lot of our roster hasn't even been fully realized or seen yet. I want to make sure that we honor individuals like that. If you're going to bring in a hot free agent, that means someone is going to lose a spot. That's just the reality of it. In my capitalistic cold nature that I have, I actually don't mind that because that makes everybody else uh, step, step their game up. But you, but you do want to do it fairly and responsibly. The best wrestlers, no matter where they come from, you're going to want on your show. I don't know if there's any heat with Gallows and Anderson. Uh, Cody says there's no heat at all. Business is business. I think Carl Anderson, just to see his glow up and him get ripped was great. And the look back, what he was able to do in New Japan, that guy that is a superb talent. Gallows, everyone loves Gallows. He takes the award for the most carny wrestler in the history of wrestling. He is the King Carney. Came to my house prior to their re-sign with WWE. There were some discussions. We both lived in Georgia. He actually told me a number he was offered, got drunk, and then not realizing. An hour later, told me a different number. That was, of course, higher. I love him. You can't not love somebody who is that carny and that goofy. There, there's no heat with Gallows and Anderson at all. I'm curious where their past will take them next. But gosh, how can you have heat with a guy who told you one price and an hour later, after some Crown Royal, jumped his price up by a significant dollar amount? That's just fun. When you have a wrestler like me who takes it so seriously, I like having folks like that around to help balance me out. So, so. So there, so there's, there's, there's your, there's a proof right there in the pudding there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, here, let me see here what we have here. Uh, the story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. Of course, we did mention, of course, about the um, AEW unrivaled action figures here not too long ago. They will be be releasing next week at Walmart. Let's go ahead and bring you, let's go ahead and bring you this story, of course, uh, right here. AEW's first action figures will arrive next week. AEW announced on Tuesday that the first set of AEW unrivaled action figures will hit Walmart on August the 3rd. You can see a promo for the figures below. The first set will include Cody, Young Bucks, Brandy Rhodes, Chris Jericho, and Kenny Omega. The second wave, released in October, will feature MJF, Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, Hangman Page, John Moxley, and Dustin Rhodes. The figures are created by Jazzwares. Uh, of course, this was said on AEW's Twitter account yesterday. It says it's happening. Available this Monday, August the third, at at Walmart. Your new at AEW Unrivaled collection by at Jazz Wars will be released. So, 
So AEW fans are going to be coming out there to, of course, come and uh, come and of course take take care of uh, stock up on those figures there in D. <clears throat> so but it ought to be a good one there. So can't wait to, of course, can't wait to see those here as well. Uh, speaking of AEW, of course, story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as Chris Statlander posts and uh, posts first pictures post surgery. Also, Sean spares on why he wears a black glove. Let's just read this right here. Of course, Chris Statlander is out of surgery. She has posted her first picture after the procedure online. Of course, you see the picture below via Statlander's Twitter account. AW star tore her ACI, uh, of course, here last month. Of course, like I said, she's, she's of course, like I said, uh, She's, of course, like I said, got the leg up right there. Hopefully, we'll see her back in the ring here soon. Uh, this is on her Twitter. Yes, on her Twitter account that was posted yesterday at 4 o'clock p.m. So, we hope to see her back in the ring here, of course, here very soon. Looking, of course, very happy, of course, with the thumbs up there indeed. Sean Spears posted a video explaining why he wears his black glove in the ring. Spears says, his world is not like ours. There are dangerous beasts in, in his world. And he uses the glove out of self-defense because the one thing that will never turn his back on him. He says the glove isn't a weapon. It's his protector. Of course, there's a video on Twitter that he posted, of course, on uh, on Monday at 11.30 p.m. If you want to check that out. Um, of course, he just simply says, here's why. At AEW Wrestling. <laughs> Excuse me. At AEW on TNT. At AEW Dark. At AEW. Hashtag AEW Dark, hashtag AEW Dynamite. Of course, not, not a bad looking outfit, of course, here as well. But of course, like I said, we hope to, of course, see Chris Statlander back in the ring here, of course, here very, very soon. Uh, Jeremy Thomas, of course, brings us, brings us to the next story here. Uh, Cody also, Cody Rose back in the news here again, as, of course, gives an update on the TNT Championship's completion date. Cody has an update on when the TNT Championship will reach its final form, and it's not too far away. The title, which was debuted back in May at Double or Nothing, is not finished due to, of course, the pandemic causing shops to shut down. A fan asked the champion when the belt would be completed. He said it will be, of course, on August the 12th. Cody also gave an update on what the belt will look like. Of course, there's a picture of it that he posted on his Twitter account. Um... And of course, at August the 12th here, of course, he saw a nice video of the place, of course, very elegant. Um, of course, here in, in, indeed. Um, and of course, uh, <clears throat> and one other person, of course, commented here, say it might be in the minority here, but I think you guys should keep the belt as it is. Gold plating, it would probably, with the gold plating, it would look, look probably look great, but the unfinished look of it aligns more with the working champion aesthetic that, that you're going for in my opinion and cody says said this at 5 14 p.m yesterday he says it's not gold it's silver slash nickel and with textures same design and colors though so we don't have an official picture yet but we hope to have a picture uh um and of course like i said august the 12th of course will be uh will be of course whenever the new belt will be debuted of course, the belt that he currently is using right now is just simply a, it's just a belt so that way they can at least go ahead and start using something 
to obviously do a course, like I said, to defend and everything like that coming up. Some various news that came out yesterday here, of course, we will use that, of course, like I said, to, of course, as we got 10 minutes here before we close up for the night. Uh, let's go ahead and bring this out here, some various wrestling news. Brie Bella lingerie maternity shoot video. Also, DDP wishes Triple H a happy birthday. And also a Daniel Bryan WWE Network compilation. As the third trimester clock ticks, Brie Bellows rocks white lingerie with diamonds, pearls, and butterflies for the last maternity photo shoot before her newborn arrives. So I'm sure, like I said, I mean, I mean like I said, both Bella twins have always been very pretty. So like I said, I'm pretty certain, like I said, this would be, of course, a picture, of course, looking good right there indeed there, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, like I said, the, 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 the newborns, of course, are coming up here very, very soon. Also, DDP tweeted happy birthday to Triple H along with a video where he recalls a story about Triple H. And he says, happy birthday, Triple H. I just want to share this story about Triple H's character. I just celebrate my buddy's happy, uh, birthday or happy birthday, brother. At Triple H, at Stephanie McMahon, at WWE, hashtag WWE, hashtag HHH, hashtag Triple H, at DDP Yoga. Uh, of course, also, uh, also had uh, DDP posted on his Twitter account there as well. Uh, it's like a seven-minute video. Of course, if you want to check out the story, you can, of course, like I said, go on there and check that out. Also, of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Best of WWE, Daniel Bryan's Best Matches compilation is now available on WWE Network and will feature the following matches. And here we're this. Let's run down. Let's run down some good matches here. Let's go run them down here. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz for the U.S. title, Night of Champions 2010. Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk for the WWE title, Over the Limit 2012. Team Hell No versus Kofi Kingston and North Truth for the tag team titles, Night of Champions 2012. Daniel Bryan versus John Cena for the title, SummerSlam 2013. Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Randy Orton for the WWE World Heavyweight title, also WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar, Survivor Series 2018. And also AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE title at TLC from 2018. So ladies and gentlemen, definitely check, definitely check, uh, definitely check out those, of course, as they're now on the WWE uh, network here. So definitely, of course, check those out here as well. Uh, <clears throat> uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, here, of course, on
Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize about that. Apparently, we did not realize that, of course, that when we lost our, when, of course, somehow we accidentally lost the signal at our, on our main computer here at WSHQ, apparently it knocked out the audio. So, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you, of course, to visit 411mania.com for a lot of those stories that I did read on there there as well, of course, in the world, of course, of movies and under the movies uh, section and also under the wrestling section. And check out a lot of those stories here, of course, here as well. And we do definitely apologize here, of course, here about that. However, the story I did talk about here concerning Vince McMahon and, and of course, the research firm during, during, during that study on, on the WWE, uh, I did post that story on the Revolution Radio Facebook page if you want to, of course, pull that story up and check that out. On that note here, folks, we'll, we thank you very much for listening in to episode 213 of WWS Outside the Ropes. Uh, currently, right now, like I said, I think uh, we're, we got a, we got a, a thunderstorm, of course, here. Uh, here's some thunder in the background here. Uh, of course, very, very dark here indeed. So uh, we're going to go ahead and close it out here for the night. But we'll be back here, of course, like I said, I'll be back here with for WWS Revolution coming up at 9 o'clock, 138055-pound. But in 30 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to join the Madness Kingdom for WWS Wrestling Debate. Uh as they, of course, talk about, of course, AEW, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, any other all re- other wrestling stories, of course, coming up here as well. So take care out there and stay safe, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, wash your hands, stay clean, and definitely pray, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we could we'll all do that. We'll definitely get rid of this pandemic here with no problem flat. Uh, since 2015, you're a source for everything in the world of, of course, pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. And, ladies and gentlemen, we are, of course, going to close out here with the remainder of the theme, of course, here to the original theme here to Live with Regis and Kathy Lee from 1996 to the year 2000. Take care and God bless. And, Regis, may you rest in peace, sir. And thank you very much for bringing us so much joy for, for, for your time during your, during your bit, your time here of course here 60 plus year career here uh we are always thankful for everything you brought here to us and we will never forget you sir take care and god bless ladies and gentlemen
take care and God bless, ladies and gentlemen. This is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. We'll talk at you on Revolution coming up in one hour and a half. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.